Hi everyone, this is a quick content warning for this episode. There will be mentions of self-harm, suicide, and eating disorders. Enjoy the episode. Oh, fuck the metronome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Welcome back to Uplate with Anne and Kate. Um, We're at a distance again because I fucked up. (laughs) Yeah... Katie was supposed to come home this weekend, but, you know, her health had other plans. Yeah, everyone at my job has been sick, just, like, on a rotation, and, um, yeah, it's not a good time, and I've been opening every day, so I have to get up at, like, 3 a.m., and I don't sleep ever, so it's just, it's rough out here, and I was like, I think if I drove four and a half hours home and back and like did a bunch of shit in this weekend and then went straight to working all week I'd probably die yeah no I think so that four and a half hour drive is insane no it's horrible because you're driving through fucking Indiana and just it's cornfields and anti-abortion signs and everyone's driving 50 miles per hour and there's so many cops I got pulled over for speeding (laughs) (laughs) on my way back from visiting Katie a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I felt bad for you until you told me you were going 90. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. It's just that. Girl, I get it, but nobody else was around me. You were on a road that you know cops are always on. Like, come on. Yeah. I know. It really was. I feel bad that you. No. I feel bad you got a ticket, though. I know. I needed to be checked, though. My confidence was a bit too high, so... Well, I'm just glad he didn't put that you were going 90, because you would have had to, like, take driving classes and shit. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want you to have to do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so our topic for the day is we're going to be talking about our internet... um, interactions over the years before that we have a few little stories um and just almost got scammed again (laughs) no literally i'm actually in kind of a pissy mood because i almost just got scammed right before we (laughs) 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 right right before we start recording and i'm kind of mad at the moment but we're gonna try to podcast through the anger no, exactly. Like this is actually therapy. My therapist and my therapist ghosted me again. Oh my god! Like I've called, I've emailed, we had an appointment scheduled, just nothing. Crickets. That's not good, actually. But anyway, back to your scamming story. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, so I'm, you know, breaking into the film industry. It was my career, and the first step for that is to work as a production assistant. It's it's kind of hard to get production assistant jobs unless you live in a big city because it's all kind of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm in this group of you know filmmakers that they they post callouts for crew to work on their projects and stuff like that so there were a couple ladies on Facebook that made a call out for a production assistant and there weren't that many details so 
I messaged both of them and they both kind of had the same message um, asking me to email my resume to a Gmail account and not like an actual production account mm-hmm. like email. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, where's this project located? And then they were just like replying and said, is your resume updated? What the and fuck? I was, <laughs> I was telling Katie right before that that what I'm learning about these scammers since I, you know, interact with them so often, I guess, mm-hmm. is that if you ask them questions, they just w- won't respond. They'll just ask you more questions. So, yeah, I looked at their profiles and it just sucks. I hate it. <laughs> it always puts me in a bad mood. It's just the fact that you've been scammed or almost scammed so much that you're like, God, it always puts me in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Well, thankfully, I didn't send them anything this time. Yeah, so they didn't thank God. I mean, I don't know me. what they really could have done with your resume, which is psychotic. Well, um, people still put, like, their addresses <laughs> and their phone numbers oh, and emails no. on, on resumes. I don't have my address on mine, but... I just put my city. Like, they don't need to know where the fuck I am. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway. Um, and then we were I was watching a podcast before this and I'm totally stealing this idea, but I they were like talking about being places like way too high, like before you or drunk and like you didn't mean to or like just way too fucked up and like being in a situation where that is not working in your favor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And besides right now, um, because I'm really fucking high, I'm so sorry, but it reminded (laughs) me (laughs) of, um, I studied abroad in Prague when I was in college, and, um, it was, like, the final ending dinner, and I'm telling you, this was a different time, different era in my life. I was, I went insane that summer, and by the time I made it, no, it was bad, and by the time (laughs) I made it to this closing dinner and I still had two more weeks to go in Italy so I was like a shell of a human being and I almost considered not even going on this trip to Italy because I was like I need to detox (laughs) so um there's this ending dinner and it was like a writing study abroad because I'm a writing major unfortunately and um we had to read our final works that we'd been working on all summer and I I don't even like to remember the things I wrote there because it was from the perspective of someone who was not eating or sleeping was at the club and going from the club straight to class in their club clothes and then going home sleeping and then going to the club um oh my god and so it was horrible and it was like nine pages and of course God chose me to be the first person to read. And mind you, this was in the evening and me and my friends that decided collectively, we didn't say it, but we were just like, we're going to fucking destroy our bodies this summer. (laughs) So I was with them all day. I don't know what the fuck we were doing. We were drunk somewhere. And then we got weed somehow. I don't even want to talk about how we got weed there. It was messy. (laughs) Um, And... I was like, okay. In my brain, I thought if I smoke this weed, it'll help me be less drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. And we smoked and like we were like, okay, we're good for dinner. We're good. And then I get to dinner and I'm like, I'm sinking. Like I, <laughs> I'm like going into the sunken place and I am like, oh my God, I have to read like a whole essay of words that I fucking wrote. And 
So I, we're on this patio, the sun is beating down on me and they're like, okay, Katie, it's your turn. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I have to get up, walk my ass in front of these people. I'm shaking. I'm kind of laughing. I, and I look at the page and the words are just floating. <laughs> You're like, cut the cameras. I can't and do this. I looked at everyone's faces after I was done reading and I was like, yeah, I know that didn't go well. And I don't know what I said. I don't know what the fuck the essay was about. <laughs> I, I sat down. I like full on blacked out. And then I had to go like meet with my parents who'd flown all the way to Europe to see me. And like, I went to the club that night and they had just got to Europe to like go on a trip. And I went to the fucking club that night. Cause I was like, it's our last night, whatever. Took fucking absinthe shots. <laughs> and then lost my wallet in the club, which had a, a credit card that was linked to my whole family's account. And my parents had to cancel their credit card before they went to, like, their trip. And I was going on another trip, so we had no fucking money. <laughs> Wait, is that when you went to Italy after that? Yeah, and I didn't even I think I was going to be able to go to Italy. about that. Yeah, and I didn't even think I was going to be able to go to Italy because when I got home from the club, I they told me... I needed trip insurance. <laughs> I was like, well, the problem is I have to be in Italy in four hours. I don't have a working bank card. <laughs> and oh what God. the fuck is going to happen? So I was like, I'm just going to go and say a prayer. So I got to Italy and I get there and I, I see the guy who's hosting the trip and everyone's just like everyone on this trip is just getting to Europe and they're so excited. And I'm, I'm a shell. I'm a shell of a human when I get there. And I see the tour guide and he's, um, he's like, Hey, like, welcome in. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I am not well. I haven't eaten a meal in a week. <laughs> I'm so, I'm still drunk. I don't have trip insurance. I probably am just going to need my life insurance by the end of this anyway. Can you just please let me just stay on this trip? And then he was like, oh yeah, that shit doesn't fucking matter. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, but I've suppressed all that until just now when I heard that podcast and they brought that up and then that memory came back and then I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, so when people ask how my study abroad went, like I can't tell the truth. <laughs> Oh my but god, that's insane. Um, that, and then you you responded to me when I asked if I could tell this with something very jarring. <laughs> um, what did you tell them? Tell them the story. Okay, so Kitty asked me if I had ever been too drunk at like a function or something like that, and I have to rack my memory if there are any other stories but the first thing that came to mind was there was one time where I was like very very drunk um and my roommates and I had come back from the bars or something like that and um one of my roommates boyfriends was like fine to drive um and I think they wanted to go to Taco Bell or something like that I don't know but we got in the car I was like blacked out I think um <laughs> But all of a sudden, I, like, came into consciousness. I was in the seat behind him who was driving. And there was this turn where he was turning right onto a road, but it was just a stop sign. So he had to look both ways and then go. I think he didn't look both ways because he hit a pedestrian just crossing <laughs> the road. <laughs> just like a kid. But he didn't, like, run him over or anything like that. I think he just, like... <laughs> tapped him 
because or like I just remember hearing a body like hit the front bumper and then everybody was like oh my god and they saw his name and they were like oh my god you just hit him and then all of a sudden I went back into unconsciousness (laughs) (laughs) honestly that's the best response you could have had in that situation no literally and then and one thing I've noticed about you it's always on the way to Taco Bell but I'll (laughs) go back to that keep going but yeah, I I think I was like I was gone for the rest of the night. But I remember the next day, like we woke up and we were eating breakfast or something like that. And I was like, "Did so and so hit somebody with your car to my roommate last night?" And she was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I forgot." <laughs> and we were like, "Oh my god, that was crazy." Um, but yeah, he was fine. I think he just like like flipped us off and then kept walking or something flipped like that. you off. oh my god like I'm at, i would love to be able to go home and be like someone hit me with their fucking car <laughs> but yeah um but re- do you that made me remember the time i had that horrible after prom party at my house and we literally like left it to go to taco bell yeah and oh my god yeah. you <laughs> you drove you're in the, the minivan and <laughs> You, it was like 3 a.m. and you, it was like, it was a mess. And you turned out of Taco Bell into the like oncoming traffic. Yeah. It was, and it was and like, there was a median, so you couldn't just get over. So you just had to speed the fuck up and then go to where there wasn't a median and then slide back over. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's happened a couple times, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, it's just you and you need to stop driving to Taco Bell and riding with people to Taco Bell. No, you're right. I think my whole driving situation in general just needs reevaluated, and so that's why I'm kind of like glad that well, I got a ticket the other day because I was like, you know what, I need to stop and reflect about my driving habits. Well, okay, I didn't think I was that bad of a driver, but everyone else seems to disagree. Like, I love your driving. I, do you? Like, how, how is it? Um, well, when I came up and visited, I remember being carsick a couple times, but also I'm always carsick, so I think that's just a me problem. <laughs> well, everyone's like, you get so close to people and blah, 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 and I'm like, but do I hit them? Yeah, you always stop in front of them, so it's like, what's the big right. deal? Like, I do put a lot of faith in my brakes, <laughs> but... Like, what am I going to do? Break early? I don't... Like, why? Right. 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 Um, for the internet stories, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't care. Okay. I... I'll start... I have... I'm going to start with my um, best story, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um... Just because I really want to talk about this. So I might have to go up and look at the DMs actually to tell the story. Basically, there was one day that I was on Twitter and on Twitter, I follow this guy from Vine um, and he has since won like a Grammy for being a producer Mm-hmm. Um, and he has like, I think the last time I checked, he had like a million followers on Twitter. Um, so he's a producer. So sometimes he'll post like his beats or whatever on the TL. So there was one day 
I was scrolling through Twitter and he posted one of his beats and then I started playing it. Um, and I realized that the song that he was mixing was from the Vince Guaraldi trio, which is the, um, music group that does music for like the Peanuts movies, like Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with their, like, Charlie Brown Christmas album, everything. So I instantly recognized it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty much just that song. Um, But, like, with a trap beat on it or something like that. It was like, it wasn't really... I don't know. I don't know that much about, like, producing, but it just didn't really sound that much different from the original. Um, so I go under the replies to this tweet, and all of his followers were saying, like, oh, this is so sick, blah, 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 like, this is really good. But nobody was saying, like, what song it was. And I was like, are all these people just thinking that he created this and, like, is not sampling it? Like... I don't know. So I was just being annoying. And I replied, I was like, oh my god, I love the great pumpkin waltz by Vince Guaraldi Trio. And then I Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Not you exposing him. <laughs> I know, I know. Like in hindsight, that was really annoying of me, but I No, was like, it's so funny. Like you should have. But I was just like, you know, the people have to know where they can stream. No, I don't know. Exactly. Um, oh my god, my phone is That is amazing. You're just a woman of the people. Yeah, so I didn't think much of it. I tweeted it, went about my day. 20 minutes later, the guy who tweeted it, the Viner slash producer, DM'd me and said, hey, can you delete your tweet? (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) Actually, no, I deleted Twitter, so I can't find the DMs, but... Like, damn, you shook him hard. I was like, oh my god, he responded to me. Like, he DM'd me. That's crazy. And that's what he said. So that's what he said. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I deleted the tweet. And I said, yeah, no problem. No, I would have been like, I would have been like Venmo me first. (laughs) Literally. I was like, um, okay, like, it's deleted, but can I ask why? Like, why does it need to be deleted? Mm. Um... And then he responded a paragraph and was basically saying how, like, in the producer world, like, if they sample a song, they have to get it, like, cleared that's not copyrighted, like, that they changed the song enough for it to be sampled on another song um, before they can put it out. Um, And if they don't do that and they put it out, then they can get sued well that sounds like a him problem right and then so but then i remember the last sentence he said in that paragraph was like it's sacrilegious to like expose like what song it is or something like that like what (laughs) and i was like okay whatever so i responded i was like oh thanks for responding like hope it gets cleared like it's good whatever that's the end of our DMs. And I'm like, oh, like me and this, me and this famous Viner, like whatever. Then, you know, I thought we were all good. And then 20 minutes later, 
I'm scrolling on Twitter again. I refresh my feed and he subtweets me uh, with a million followers. He subtweets me and says something like people who snitch or like sample snitchers is what he said. I think should get beat up. What the and fuck? I was, like, I was like, what? No, this is no, I stay far away from producers. Fuck no. Ew. And then I, like, went through his Twitter to see if he could have been talking about anybody else. I went back to that original tweet, whatever, and I was, like, the only one who had said something, so he was definitely talking about me. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, he wants me beat up. Oh, my God, that is absurd. (laughs) But I was just like, okay, I don't know why you're tweeting that, because I don't really know... Also, like, you have a million followers on Twitter. If anybody's going to expose that you're, like, posting this without permission, it's you. It's not me with 200 followers. Yeah, he just exposed himself. Like, you could have done nothing, dude. Yeah, so... But it's like, yeah, he admitted it. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like... This is really silly. And now you're literally subtweeting me, but like, okay. Um, also off topic, I'm sorry if you guys can hear the dogs in the hallway. They are crying outside the bathroom door down the hall because Sierra's in the bathroom. Um, but anyway, that is crazy. But yeah, so we low-key have beef. Yeah, I, but I think you were in the right there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. I still follow him to this day because I was like, I don't know. I still like his tweets and all that kind of stuff. And I still enjoy what he puts out. So whatever. What? I mean, he didn't, he didn't block you. So it can't be that bad. Yeah. I was just like, this is so (laughs) random, but like, okay. You get into the most random beef. It's so funny. No, I But like people just beef with you. You don't do anything. I know, like, I am I really don't have any bad intentions, like, I'm sorry, but... Same, same, and then I always end up in shit. Is it because we're Libras? Like, what is it? I don't know, I guess so. I mean, it's like, right, as a, who I am as a person right now, I don't have any bad intentions. I can't speak for past me. Right. Right. Well, I'm kind of the opposite. I feel like I didn't use to have bad intentions, but now sometimes I do have bad intentions and I just don't care about the consequences anymore. But yeah, anything I have bad intentions about, it's like, it's because I've suffered in the past. So I need my revenge arc. Yeah, see, I'm kind of living life in reverse. My revenge Mm -hmm. arc was birthed till um, 21. Yeah. And now I'm like... Oh, I need to like be a good person. But You're that's in your a different episode. Era. I'm in my serenity, like prosperity. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> Abundance era. era. Abundance growth. Yeah. I did a tarot card reading this morning, and my tarot. I think my cards are pissed off at me. Yeah, maybe you should spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. What do you have? Well, I think my longest internet story I probably have, which I'll just tell, and you know, you were there for this. Um, do you remember in middle school when I had like my Tumblr empire and I was like super, super emo and fucked up? Not that yes. being emo is fucked up. I was just emo and fucked up. You know? 
I remember <laughs> at the time you said you had a lot of followers, but I didn't realize how big of an empire it actually was. Until, I like, didn't recently. either until I got older because that, that was normal because I was in that like place the dark place in tumblr where Mm -hmm. it was like the pro anorexia like horrible like yeah fucking like depression blogs like i was like that was my timeline and i was like 11 to 13 so it was like you know i don't know what that does to your developing brain but clearly nothing good yeah Um, it's not good so i remember like and i like was going through shit as we know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um I remember coming home. We went to Catholic school together. We were in middle school together. And I was like, I would come home and just get on my computer and be running this Tumblr blog all night. And I got followers so fast. And I think it's like, I followed a lot of people too, but I literally had a page where like, I would have to like spend days like answering questions. Oh my God. And like, that's where I met my, one of my best friends, Shelly, who also had a Tumblr blog. And she was literally like a fan of my blog. And she was like the same age as me, but she lived in Florida and we had so much in common. Um, and we became friends that way. And then two years later, I actually flew out and met her in person. And like, that's a whole other podcast episode. We're still best friends. I love um, that. Been, been about like 10 years now, which is psycho. But mm-hmm. um, we both were in the trenches on Tumblr together. But I remember just, like, it was crazy. I would... Wait, so how, like, what do you think it is that got you so many followers? I don't know. I guess I was super active on it. And I also, like, interacted with a lot of other people. Yeah. I I don't know. And I I feel like it was uncommon back then for a lot of people to have a lot... Like, it, it was easy to get a lot of followers on Tumblr if you were just, like, active. I wasn't, like, special. I was doing the same thing everyone else was doing on Tumblr, like, on that side of Tumblr. It was very common. Like, this probably sounds very fucked up, but, like, it was so normal that I didn't realize how fucked up it was. Yeah. Um, but, like, I also met Shelly through it, so whatever. But I remember, like, it was ridiculous. Like, I would be, like, 13 on my laptop, like... like telling people that were like 27 living in Canada not to fucking kill themselves and shit like it was like what like it was crazy I'm glad you brought that up because that I didn't have to do that as much but when I had a One Direction stand account that was also (laughs) something that well okay I guess trigger warning for our audience members but like I would be followed by girls who just posted pictures of them cutting themselves and then like I would like yeah try to DM them and yeah I was those girls not to commit suicide and it was in I don't know the way that like that we had to do that at such a young age is like insane it was crazy I remember like being like 11 12 13 getting dms from like people on tumblr telling me to kill myself and shit which was so common back then too tumblr was insane um right and it's just like god that's I thought I made it out unscathed but looking back at it now I'm like (laughs) god damn yeah so that was like my tumblr era I just I was on the internet way too much when I was younger like I got an Omegle a lot and like I met some people through that and like I just it it was bizarre and I just made a lot of friends online um which some I've like no Shelly I've stayed really close with but everyone else it just kind of fell off or like we connected back then and then I changed a lot and like I just don't talk to them anymore Um, and, but I did meet my friend who lives in New Zealand that I still talk to to this day. And like, um, we, 
uh, catch up every few months, and, like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. He was, like, was my cool. first online boyfriend. Do you remember that? <laughs> I thought your first online boyfriend was someone from England. You know, or maybe I got news. I think you're confusing New Zealand. I, the, okay. it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no more needs to be right. said. But um, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like 13 and we'd be <laughs> Skyping at night and shit. I'd never slept and, um, we're still friends to this day and like, it's really fucking cool. Um, but other than that, I got, I got a lot of trauma from like Omegle and Tumblr and shit. It was, it was wild. Um, I'm so scared of the internet now. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat. I just made a new Instagram that I let very few people follow. Um, yeah. I, I have a Facebook just to like keep in touch with people that I can't in any other way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of, I'm done. I, I don't, I've had enough is my point. Um, yeah. But anyway, do you have any other stories? Um, so this is kind of related. So I had a One Direction, like, stan Instagram (laughs) at the very beginning. Um, it was called Say No to Spoons because (laughs) back in the day it was, like, common knowledge that Liam from One Direction hated spoons or something like that. That's so fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was like... It was like a joke. I don't even know. I think it was a joke he made, and then everybody was like, Liam hates spoons. I don't know. (laughs) We were, like, 13. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was this, like, competition that I got into where one of the Stan accounts was hosting, like, a Hunger Games type... Not Hunger Games. I think that's what they called it, but it was just, like... A competition of like who's the biggest fan or something like that. I'm not sure what the prize was, um, but I was put into a kick group chat oh. with like say say less say less with maybe like eight other girls, and we had to do these competitions where we would make like an edit or something like that or we do these mini challenges and then we would vote who gets kicked out after each round um so when I was doing this it was over the summertime and my family was in Florida like vacationing and I just have this like really vivid memory of one of the challenges was we had to write a fanfic So I wrote a fanfic about, like, um, the main character, like, meets Niall on, like, a beach vacation or something like that, and he falls in love with you. And I was, like, my entire family was out on the beach, like, you know, enjoying their vacation, but I was sitting on the bathroom floor, like, typing, finishing up this fanfic and then I sent it to the group there were like three other girls competing and they all voted me out because they said that my fanfic was the worst and I was so sad but I was like but I was like it's okay girls like I really enjoy getting to know you guys like let's keep in touch and I really wanted internet friends but they didn't talk to me after that and I was like kind of hurt by that no that's that's horrible 
Yeah, I just remember being, like, sunburnt and, like, hiding inside from my family so I could, like, compete in this fanfic writing no, competition. I relate to that so hard because that reminded me. <laughs> I used to, like, it was, like, in seventh grade when we were on our, in our basketball era. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would, like, come home after school after practice. And I remember I had a notebook where I would hand write fan fiction in. Because I didn't want anyone to, like, I'm so paranoid and weird. I, like, didn't want anyone to see it on the computer, like, even back then. Yeah. And it was my own fucking computer. And I was like, well, what if, what if I get hacked? This is really embarrassing. Um, right. And I still do that to this day. I, like, write really embarrassing shit in my journals, so. Um, <laughs> um, no, same. But um, I would come home and, like, write in this stupid fucking notebook every day, just, like, another chapter of this fan fiction, and it was, like, I would hated going to practice because I just wanted to sit at home and be fucking weird and write in this notebook. And be a writer. And be a writer. <laughs> and I just, like, would hide in my room, like, and sitting in my, like, corner chair by my window in my old bookshelf and just, like, write my emo little heart away, um, and oh my God. then go to basketball practice, um... <laughs> Yeah, that just reminded me of that. <laughs> Katie, I remember there were some times where I would be over at your house, like, playing on your iPod Touch, and you'd be like, you can play on my iPod Touch, but just never look at my notes. No, that's and still I'm- me to this day. Like, I would, <laughs> you know how I'm protective over my, like, Spotify playlist? Because I have one. I will yeah. never let anybody look at it. Um, <laughs> or if you do, like, you... <gasps> Like, you hold a gun to my head, you're not looking at my Spotify playlist. But, um, <laughs> fuck, what were we talking about? Well, I, cause I remember. Oh, the, yeah, the notes I app. think I asked you, I was like, well, what's on there? And sh- you were telling me that it was like some of your writing and your poetry. <laughs> and I was a good, I was a good friend. I never looked at it, but I was always like, oh my gosh, she's so cool and secretive. Ew. Like, she has a secret, um, like, collection of poetry on her notes I bet it's so good no it wasn't I mean I, I think I still have some on my phone I can read in another episode but um yeah I am still like that with my notes app like I won't let anybody fucking look at it uh you're not ever like nobody will ever look at it I'd let you I guess but like anyone else hold a gun to my head like kill me you're not looking at it like my photos, no, I don't give fair, a sh- I don't give a shit about my camera roll though, or like any of my social media. I don't care. Well, I think everybody deserves to have like a place where they like, you know, or like a journal that they can like be one hundred percent truthful and not have to worry about other people reading that stuff. Cause yeah, and I think I have to put like personal shit like handwritten too or just like in my phone because anything I put on a computer because I went to school for writing I'm like in my brain I'm like someone's gonna read this Um, right yeah yeah. so it's annoying um I was just gonna say do you remember when we used to get on Omegle we've talked about this before yeah yeah we I remember there was a night where we went on Omegle and we like the video chat Omegle and we saw so many things that we shouldn't have it scared me into and never going on there again yeah I think we had so many moments that just scared the shit out of us on the computer like but we were just left yeah. alone with a desktop computer and like we stayed up all night what else were we supposed to do 
Yeah, and then Omegle became, like, a trend again back in, like, 2019 or Mm-mm. so, especially Mm-mm. on, like, YouTube and TikTok, and even then, I was like, y'all are gonna learn your lesson the hard yeah, way. Yeah, you like, could not pay me to get back on that fucking website. Yeah. Ew. It's actually insane. But what were you gonna say? Okay, the next story I'm gonna tell is about Instagram. And, um, so this is fast, fast forward a few years. This happened to me and my sister, the, my senior year of high school. So this was like 2016, 2017. And if anybody's, you know, still listening, you are rewarded with this really toxic Instagram trick that I learned back in high school completely on accident. Um, so back in high school, um, all of my friends and I had Finsta accounts, <laughs> as many people still do. Mm-hmm. And so Greta had a Finsta account for a few months, and she followed all of our friends' Finsta accounts on that. And then after a few months, she was like, I don't want this account anymore, but instead of, like, completely deleting it, um, if you don't know, Instagram has an option that can allow you to temporarily deactivate the account. So if you temporarily deactivate it, it still exists, like, in the Instagram database, but it's not public, so nobody can, like, search it or look at it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then once you decide to log back into that account is when it, you know, is public again Mm -hmm. or like able to be found on Instagram. So she deactivated it maybe back in like November, December. This was my senior year in college. I mean, sorry, high school. Mm -hmm. Um, We decide to reactivate it in June so after I had graduated and in that time period, there were, there were a few friends that I had, you know, burnt the bridges with, yeah. you know, some tea went down, you know, and you were right though. I, I still stand by the fact that I was right, mm-hmm. but in that I was a good friend, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, these things happen yeah. eventually like, yeah, back in. June, after I'd graduated from high school, my sister and I were talking and we're like, oh my God, we should log back into that account because like, we want to look at the posts that Greta had made, like relive our memories type of deal. So we logged back into the account and that account was still following all of the Finstas of like the people that we were no longer friends with. And that was because you know, when we had our fight, our tizzy, we had gone through, (laughs) we had gone through our Finsta followers and removed everybody. But since Greta's Finsta wasn't like active, then it wasn't on the following list for her to like remove. So when we activated the account again, we were still following all the Finstas. So 
I spent that night and I went through everybody's shit on their Finsta. I oh, read yeah. every single post and I collected all the tea and it, I felt bad about it, but it felt so good. And, and it's like we were both, it's like we were kind of double agents in high school because I was like up in the, up in the mix, like getting the tea in person. Yeah. And then you'd get the tea that I missed online. Yeah. And like pe- and then people we, would trust share. me. People would trust me because I would be doing the fuck shit with them. And then they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's safe." And I'm like, "Obviously, I'm telling my bestie and her whole family this shit." Right. Yeah, it was we were double agents. That happened yeah. with another friendship as well. Yeah. Um, where somebody would talk shit about one of us to like each other and then we turn around we tell them and we'd be like so and so said this about you and we'd be like oh my god yeah and it'd be like they were like trying to get us to hate each other <laughs> like and, and we'd be like, like no babe it's not working <laughs> like sorry this friendship has passed every test so like sorry like there are no more tests we're just uh, making problems for ourselves at this point <laughs> yeah. um but that also reminded me, there was a little little beef that I got in over my Tumblr username because I remember I got to the peak of my Tumblr fame and then mm-hmm. I went to a psychiatrist and the meds helped for a little bit. <laughs> so I deleted right. my Tumblr and I was like, I'm reformed. That was when I like dyed my hair lighter and got like highlights and like started wearing purple again. I miss um, that phase. I know. And <laughs> um and then I got I went off the meds and figured out life still sucks. So I went to go make my Tumblr name again, which I don't even think I said it. It was the demons are winning. No spaces, <laughs> no hyphens. The demons are winning. Wait, was I that was, your original Tumblr name or your yeah, new one? My original. So I deleted it. I lost the name. It was famous. Some fucking bitch, which is smart, she took that name once I deleted it. She jumped on that shit. I know. And once I, like, went to, like, make my account again, I was like, okay, if I make the same name, I can build it up. I had to put a fucking hyphen in it. So I went to her account, and I messaged her, and I said, nice name with a wink. (laughs) (laughs) I sent that to her, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, like... I thought you weren't coming back, and then I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did she give you the name, or was she... No, I don't even remember. I think I just let it go. But did I tell you about the fucking, like, person I dated from Tumblr that was, like, it was fucked up? I don't think so. Okay. Tell um, me, and then I'll I'll tell you if, if I remember. So, we're gonna get personal here. Do it. I also like women. It's a big surprise to anybody listening. So I met this girl on Tumblr. She had a famous, like not a famous one, but she found me through mine. Fucking, she was like 20 living in Canada and like at a homeless shelter. So she could only message me for a few hours a day using the computer. And I was like 13, bro. It was so weird. And we only ever talked online, but I remember we broke up because I got arrested and then I 
couldn't message her for that night. And then I messaged her the next day and I was like, dude, bro, I'm sorry. I was in jail. And she was like, whatever. And just like blocked me on everything. And now I'm like, bro, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, that's probably for the best, but that's also pretty rude. No, it was just, I'm like, what the, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was getting myself into back then. Um, I had an online fake relationship, um, back in eighth grade, so I feel like I've told this on the podcast before, but it might have been one of the episodes that had malfunctions with it, so we didn't post it, but I'll make it really short, um... So I was spending the night with my friend's house. So in middle school, Katie and I went to a private school, but we had this friend who went to the public middle school. So I was spending Mm -hmm. the night with her and she was like, oh my God, this guy keeps on messaging me on kick. Like he's so (laughs) ugly and annoying. Like I get a shiver down my spine (laughs) when I hear kick. Oh my God. Yeah, I need to erase all the memories from Keck from my brain, but anyway, and then I was like, well, let's mess with him, like, tell him that I want to date him, and then he can message me, and then she was like, okay, so she does that, and then this guy messages me for the rest of the night, and I, like, pretend that we're dating or whatever, and he was, like, really creepy, um... I don't know, and really forward, but I was just, like, you know, messing around with him for some, you know, sleepover entertainment. So, my friend and I decide to go see a movie, so I, like, leave my iPod Touch at home, because obviously it only works on Wi-Fi, so why would I bring it Mm -hmm. out of the house? So, I leave it at home, we go to this movie for, like, three hours, and then we come back, it's nighttime, and... I look at my iPod touch and there were like 50 messages from this kid that I had just started messaging like a few hours earlier and he changed his name on kick to like, and please forgive me. I love you. Please come back to me or something <laughs> like that. And oh tried my to God. like call me over kick multiple times. I was scared. I was like frightened. And so I replied to him and I was like, oh my god, like, calm down, I just went to the movies or something like that, like, with so-and-so, and And he was like, well, why didn't you invite me? And I was like, I don't know who you are, I just met you at, like, 6 p.m. on kick, like, Jesus Christ. It was insane, and then I was, I said to my friend, like, okay, tomorrow morning I'm gonna break up with him, because I don't want to go home to my house and still have to deal with this kid. So that next morning, I was like, hey, like, I need to break up with you, something like that. And then he started getting, like, really, I'm not going to say violent, but, like, he started getting really, like, mad over kick. And he, like, messaged me that he had thrown his iPod touch at the wall and it broke and it was my fault or something like that. Boo-hoo. And then he, like, he had known another girl from Greta's class like from my school and he had messaged her and was like hey do you have Anne and my last name's number um 
And she was like, yeah, I do. Why? And he was like, can you give it to me? And then thankfully she was like, no, like, I'm not going to give you her number unless she says it's okay. So he was like trying to get my number from other people. And yeah, it was really like kind of scary. So I blocked him on everything. And Ew. Yeah. Well, that reminded me, this will be my last story because I feel like we're going to be way over time. (laughs) But, um, so that reminded me because you brought up the movies and like men. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I got out of jail (laughs) for shoplifting, um, I, it was when I was like 13 and do the girl that I got in trouble with, but she didn't get arrested with me. I helped her out. I said she didn't know shit about Mm -hmm. it and she definitely was stealing too, but I was like, we don't both need to go. So, um, you're so real for that. After that, we, yeah. And after that, we kind of stopped being friends ish. Um, and she went to another school. So we, and our parents wouldn't let us hang out. So like, we just couldn't be friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) I was evil. She had a boyfriend at the time who also, he went to public school too. So it was like, it was like exciting meeting public school people. And it was like, finally a guy that like, was not one of the five guys we'd grown up with being around. And, like, I was so fucking sick of seeing all the yeah. time. Um, and you remember him. He was my first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was a musician, which I don't recommend. <laughs> Never. Um, Never. It was so bad. And witnessed all of this <laughs> unfold. It was, like, the most, like, cringy, like, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. I was jealous at the time, though. I was like, wow, Katie's really living the life. I wasn't. I was in hell. (laughs) Um, You you saw me have to listen to that fucking, like, mixtape CD he made. (laughs) There was... (laughs) I was over at Katie's house with our other friends, and he came over, and we were, like, spying on them, because the two of them, like went into Katie's room and we're like, oh my God, let's see what they're doing. So we peek around the door frame and they're sitting on the floor, like cross-legged, listening to a Coldplay CD together. We're like, oh my God, it's love. It was awful. I was suffering that whole time. Like he made me do all that weird shit. But anyway, I met him because he was dating the girl that got in trouble with me. who we went to another oh, school. Oh, I didn't know that and then me and him they were started- dating. They were. Oh my god. So I literally stole him from her and we went to the movies to hang out for our first like I don't I don't even call it a date, whatever. Yeah. He like held my hand and I freaked out. Um naturally. And during the movie the fucking cops bust in and I start sweating because I think they're there for me because I just got out of fucking jail. <laughs> and they come in and they're like they ask the guy I'm with they asked are you so and so and he was like yeah and they were like they ripped him out of the chair oh my god I was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) and so he gets taken home I call my mom and I'm like hey the guy I went out with just got picked up by the cops (laughs) in the theater can can you come get me oh my god and um She's like, oh, yeah, sure. What the fuck? I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, and I come to find out he, had, like, ran away from home. Like, his mom told him he couldn't go. And he just went anyway. And, like, literally walked his ass to the movies. Oh and God. the cop, she called the cops. And they came and got him and took him back home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was, like, my first, like, quote, unquote, date. 
Um, Katie, that's so. the most, like, middle school city that we live in day I've ever heard in my life. Right? Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I think I've said enough for today. <laughs> do, do you have anything else? Um, hold on. Let me... Okay, I'll end with just this sweet little story. Um, this happened over the summer. So, on my... Okay, over the summer, my roommates, we had a party. Um, and that night, I, like... I don't know, we were drunk and my roommate Caroline brought out like some knee-high boots that she had in her room and she was like you should wear these with your outfit it looks so cute and I was like okay so I put on these like knee-high length boots with like heels on the bottom I was wearing like a little plaid skirt which was also hers um and in the middle of the party she like took a picture of my legs and the boots so just like a handful of pictures of just like my waist down and just like I don't know my legs like styled in the boots or something like that um and then at like 2 p.m or 2 a.m that night Caroline was like we should go to holiday world tomorrow like I really want to go <laughs> and I was like Wait, I do too. I haven't been in so Wait, long. Wait, I miss Holiday World. <laughs> um, if you're not from Indiana, Holiday World is just like an amusement park, like Six Flags or something like that. And it's in Santa Claus, Indiana. So, <laughs> anyway. um, so I'm like, okay, I'll set my alarm for 7 a.m. So the next day we wake up at 7 a.m. And we're, like, super hungover. And we're like, should we go to Holiday World? And then we're like, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> So we go to Holiday World, me, Caroline, and then my roommate, Emma. We drive all the way down there, and then we're like, we should get a picture at the entrance, where at the entrance, there's a picture, or there's a statue of Santa Claus, since it's in Santa Claus, Indiana. So the three of us take a cute little picture with Santa Claus. And then my phone was, like, left on in my pocket, and I was wearing jean shorts, and somehow I was, like, my phone was, like, not butt-dialing, but, like, butt-messaging people on my Finsta. So, for somehow, on my Finsta account, it followed this, like, account on Instagram of this woman who, like, knits things. Like, it was a little small business of, like, this woman who, like, knits little crafts and then, like, sells them to people. Um, I forget what it was called. I don't know, but it DM'd her four pictures of my legs and the boots from the night <laughs> I before. I remember this. <laughs> and then a picture of us at Holiday World, like, smiling by Santa Claus or something like that. And then it called her over Instagram DMs, and then she declined the call. How does but that even happen, Anne? I don't know. I don't know, but... She, like, once I took my phone out of my pocket, I was like, what the hell? And I scrolled through it. She had liked all the pictures and didn't say anything. And oh, so my God. 
I, I was going to message her back and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know why my phone did that. But she didn't message me asking what was going on. So I just didn't say anything. So I just blocked her. I probably would have just, yeah, I would have blocked her. I just never would have, I don't know. I would have blocked that from my memory and I would have moved on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. That was just something random I remembered the other day. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, like, my biggest fear is, like, accidentally sending someone something that I didn't mean to send. Like, I remember when I used to drink, I would, like, keep my phone far as fuck away from me because there were times where I would, like, I have drunk texts that I've sent people that are just completely incoherent or I, like, (laughs) text people shit that, like, I just should not and I get myself in trouble. Yeah. Like, I've started fights with people. (laughs) It's just not good. So, like, I would just keep my phone far as fuck away from me. But even, like, now, not that when I don't drink, I, like, get scared that I accidentally am going to, like, message someone in my sleep or something. (laughs) Yeah. You need some fun every once in a while. I think I've had enough. (laughs) The other stories I have are my catfishing days on Tinder, but that can be for a different episode. Yeah, I think we can do a, we can manage a full episode about catfishing because I've got some <laughs> shit too. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, Katie and I have been around on the internet for a little bit too long. It might be time yeah. to retire. Maybe, but also this is why our podcast we keep very private, which is like stupid. But you you know, maybe you guys get it now. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. I'm, I have a not good relationship with the internet. I need, like, not for everybody in the world to know about our podcast. Yeah, literally. Like, I, I, I'm so good on that. But that being said, if you guys have any friends that you think would like our podcast, we want it to kind of be spread around word of mouth rather yeah, than, like... Yeah, like, we will accept referrals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, send our podcast to your friends, have them follow our podcast Instagram, which is at Uplate with Anna Kate, which is private, but we will accept you if you're cool. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, sorry, I like zoned out for a second. <laughs> well, um, well, <laughs> all right, I'll uh, we'll talk to you guys at some point. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, we'll be bye. on our podcast grind. All right, bye, bye. bye.